Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 11 is the hall of fame of faith. In it are accounts of amazing demonstrations of faith. One such account is Abraham, who sojourned in the land of promise while he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey in the scriptures, unpacking the blessings found when we look for God in all that we do and make him the foundation for all we desire. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And you know, when you think about where you place your focus, you can say a lot of answers. But the reality is always going to be found that where you place your focus is always going to be what you're thinking the most about. So I could tell you that I place my focus on losing weight, but if you watch me eat donuts all the time, it's very clear to you that that really isn't my focus. But we think of things like that, and that may be good or bad, depending on what our goals are or what our body needs. But there is no such thing as whether it's good or bad if our focus is not God. Because when we learn to place our focus on God so that everything that we do, all that we are, and all that we have is built upon the foundation of God, then we are assured to be living in the presence of God and in the center of God's will. And so as we begin to look at this passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, I want you to take a real reflection upon how you are living your life, about what's really important to you, about where you are placing your focus. When we go on a trip in my family, my focus from the time I get in that car to the time I get to my destination is the destination. I am not the person who thinks the journey getting there is a whole lot of fun and is the process that we need to be enjoying. I think it's the means to get to the end. And when you look at what Abraham did, What you see is that everything he did, his focus was on the destination. It wasn't on the destination on this side of heaven. It was on the destination of heaven. Everything he did, every decision he made, every data he collected was always done with the intent of getting his life in line with his end goal of being a citizen, and a resident of heaven. Now, I find that fascinating 
Because I believe if we as Christians had just one-tenth of the desire to make sure our lives fit with the end destination of heaven, that we would see a transformation in how we live our lives and what we do. And so in this passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 8, it goes like this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. I love this account in Hebrews chapter 11 because it reminds us of the focus Abraham had. Abraham was focused on a city whose builder and maker was God. And we can interpret that to mean that Abraham was focused on his end destination of spending eternity in heaven. Everything he did was a reflection of what was important to him. And what was important to him was winning the race and running it in such a way that he would receive the prize of a home not made with hands, eternal into the heavens. He had incorporated within himself an unquenchable desire to be in a line with God's will. Knowing that being in a line with God's will was going to afford him the destination that he was looking for. Now, as we begin to unpack this verse, we see that he says in the beginning, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. See, when he was called, he obeyed. In this passage of scripture, there isn't anything in between the call and the obedience. And we're reminded in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22, it says, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. We hear and see in this passage in 1 Samuel that obedience is better than sacrifice. See, many of us, we're a little quicker to sacrifice than we are to change our will. We might write a check to the church instead of showing up and giving some you know, elbow grease to the situation. We might be quick to give money instead of our time. We might be quick to do the things that God would have us to do that we like, but we are slow to do the ones that are a little bit more laborious for us, either mentally, physically, or emotionally. See, we as humans aren't inclined to sacrifice our pleasures, our comfort, or our security. But when Abraham was called by God, he was told to go out, and he obeyed. 
Now that's something to think about. Is God calling you to something? Does God have a plan for you that you are resisting? He has a plan for you because Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope and an expected end. But I want you to see that the first thing we see about Abraham that lands him in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, which is the hall of fame of faith, is that he had enough faith to obey when he was called, even though he didn't know where he was going. Because he says he doesn't know whether he went. He was said, go, and he just went. Now, the majority of us won't even get in our car without starting up GPS. And we might even know how to get to the place we're going, but just to make sure, we put the GPS in. We want to know the toll roads that are there. We want to know where the gas stations are, where the possible restaurants are. We want to know all the ins and outs before we leave the driveway. But Abraham only needed to know one thing, and that was God's will for his life. Because he had submitted in his heart, and he had committed his life to following after God's commands to him. And so when God asked him to get up and leave, it was okay to Abraham to simply get up and go. I really do encourage you right now to ask God what it is he wants you to do. And then have the faith to do it. As we read further into the, this verse, I want you to check your faith. Because Abraham went out knowing whether he went. And are you willing to trust God and to follow without knowing the plan or the end? Are you willing to just do the one thing he asked? Come follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Are you willing to do it? Because all you need to know is God said it. Because your faith is built on the trust in a God that cannot fail. An all-knowing God who has your best interest at heart. Who is looking out for you. Who is providing for you. Who has a plan that he has orchestrated for you to live your best life possible. And so you don't question. You don't need any more information. You don't need to clutter your mind with any details. Because you have committed your life. And you have completely sold out to Jesus. And when he says go you are on for the ride is that you do you know the promises of God see he he was trusting God because he knew God's promises and he had trusted him all the way up to this point and so when God told him to go, he was just exercising his faith and collecting data that when you follow the Lord, then your plans are going to line up with his. And when your plans line up with him and you're in the center of his will, you're in the place where the blessings fall out. You are in the place where there's the greatest amount of protection. You are in a place of peace and joy and comfort. Even if your surroundings and your situations 
aren't any of the above. Because in the center of God's will is like the eye of the storm. It can be falling apart all around you, but you are in this incredible, calm, peaceful place. Because when you're in the center of God's will, you're in the palm of his hands. You are being protected and surrounded and enveloped by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so you can trust him. But if you haven't been looking in his word to know the promises of God, you might not know that he said he would supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You might not know that you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. You might not understand that he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You might not have the promise that a better place is coming because you've read that eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard what lies in store for them that love the Lord. You may not understand that in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you under myself. You may not know the story of the Hebrew children that was thrown into the fiery furnace, and the fourth man in the fire was likened to the Son of God. So you might not have read that he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You might not understand that he's no respecter of persons, and so as he saved the thief on the cross who believed in him, he'll save you. You might not understand that he said that there is a water that you can drink and you'll never thirst again. He may not understand that he told you that if you knock, that you will, it'll be opened unto you. If you seek, you'll find. If you ask, you shall receive. You may not have seen that he said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You may not remember that the things of the world don't fit because it didn't fit little David. And so when you take on the things of the world, you are not able to withstand the world. But when you put on the armor of God, there is nothing that can penetrate it. You may not understand the peace that comes from knowing Jesus as your personal Savior because you simply have not ingested the peace that comes from knowing the holy words of God. You may not get it that he said, you are my sheep and you know my voice. So you may be trying to figure out how to hear the voice of God. And you forgot that Psalmist David said, be still and know that I am God. It's very probable that you're living way below your privileges if you don't understand what it means to be a child of the Most High God. It doesn't require a theological degree. It doesn't require a lifetime of study. It requires a life committed to know Him. A life that is seeking him because he said, seek me while I shall be found. See, he stands with his arms open wide, bidding you come. 
And he says that if you give him your troubles and your cares, that he'll take that yoke upon him and he'll trade it for a peace that passes understanding. Do you know the promises of God in such a way that you can trust them? Do you understand the character of God, how he, how he behaves, what his mannerisms are, what he stands for, what his character is? Do you understand that he tolerates no sin and he loves all people? Do you get that he will not leave sin unpunished, but he will reach his hand to the sinner? Do you understand that he is wanting you to live your best life possible? Because he said that the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, but he's come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Do you get it? Do you understand it? Do you live it? Do you feel it? Can you count on it? Only if you have learned of him and you have given your heart to him. Only if you've allowed him to control your heart, your mind, your soul, your being, and your life. Can you live on the promises of God to the extent that Abraham did where faith is filling you and faith is leading you and your life is standing on the promises of God like he did and you can go when he says go and when you get to the land of promise the land of blessings that he's giving you here in this world you're still gonna feel a little out of place you're something about a sold out child of God with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that doesn't fit in this world See, this world is is controlled by the prince of the power of the air, and that's Satan. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And this darkness that we live in, we just don't feel comfy in it. We don't fit in. It's like putting a round peg in a square hole. We can't make it work. See, because we're looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. We're looking for something where the foundations of this world have no hold on us, but we're getting through this world because the best is yet to come. We have a fixated radar focus on Jesus who dwells in our heart, but is making a city, whose entire foundation is built on the light of the world, whose entire existence is predicated on Jesus. How comfortable are you in this world? If your answer is very, you might want to do that faith check. Because we shouldn't fit in here. I'm as odd in this world as a whale on land. 
I got nothing for this place, except I'm loving my time here, but I'm biding my time till I stand face to face with the King of Kings. See, Abraham was always looking for the things of God. Everything about Abraham was filtered through the lens of God. It was the foundation of God was the foundation of his life. The foundation of the principles and promises of God filtrated his entire thoughts. See, everything came through Nelsgard hands for us. Abraham was looking forward, but he knew who God was. And just in case you missed it in your reading, Abraham was called the friend of God. And Graham said, and Graham Lott said, Abraham had a magnificent obsession. I believe we could all gain from having a magnificent obsession. So my question I leave with you as we are closing this message on looking for a city is this. What is your foundation? What are you putting your security in? What are you hanging your stability on? What is it in your life that you believe makes it okay to close your eyes tonight? Because tomorrow's coming. But if it doesn't come for you, you're going to reach on heaven's shore, safe and secure. See, I believe Abraham was on something. I believe Abraham could see past this world and in his mind's eye through the blessed holiness of the scriptures of his heart, I believe Abraham could see a city where there was no death, a city where there was no sin, a city where there was no heartache, no toil, no disagreement. Yeah, Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. It's my prayer that you too are looking for a city. Jesus loves you. You are loved. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. 
greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.